0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In this edition of Locked On Capitals, your Washington Capitals fall to the Ottawa Senators. Eric Gustafson is having a great season, and Martin Ferravari is ready to return to the lineup. We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form. So head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up or leave some comments. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on twitter it's at dancaps218 you can find the show on twitter it's at locked on cap so in this edition of locked on capitals we talk about your washington capitals as they fall in overtime to the ottawa senators ultimately it was a capitals team that got outworked by the senators we'll talk about that later in the show we will talk about eric gustafson's breakout season John Carlson is going to be missing a substantial amount of time, so we need players like Eric Gustafson and Dimitri Orloff to help fill that gap, and Eric Gustafson has been doing a really great job on that so far. And then later in the show, we will talk about Martin Faravari as he plans his return. Uh, But just to get it going here, your Washington Capitals do, in fact, fall in overtime. You know, it was one of the games that we were hoping Uh, that they were going to be able to keep that win streak going. Uh, But ultimately, it was just like I say, it was a Capitals team that uh, got, you know, worked over too much. The Capitals who had won their previous five games and 10 of 11. So, you know, it is a bit unfortunate that the Capitals weren't able to keep the winning going. Ultimately, what it was about is inopportune uh, turnovers at the wrong time. And I guess every turnover is a turnover at the wrong time but you know for the most part the capitals in the first period got next to no shots on net uh it was the ottawa senators getting much more shots on net and then in the second period is when the capitals got all their scoring the capitals applied the pressure they got a, they got some goal scores uh, goal scored out there but ultimately it was the tenacity and the willpower of the ottawa senators to find a way to win the game it was DeBrinket that was engaged um, and it was just a team working together. It was Claude Drew um, kind of proving his leadership skills out on the ice. And again, it was just uh, ultimately, it was a Caps team that got worked over. The defeat also came just two days after one of their best 60-minute efforts of the season of 4 four-to-nothing shutout of the Rangers. And, uh, you know, the Capitals were hoping to build on that winning as they were going forward because that win against... The Rangers was a statement win. Make no mistake about it. The Capitals, who had struggled all season long with stringing stringing together wins, were able to find a way to pick up a big win against the New York Rangers. And, you know, like I say, they were hoping to get that going forward, but ultimately it was not meant to be. Uh, we got a little uh, bit away from where we've been having such a good month here. Darcy Kemper said. Peter Laviolette said, they were the better team tonight from the start to the end. He said, so lesson to be learned for us is that we can't come out that way. The Caps were outshot 16 to 4 in the first period and 45 to 23 for the game. The Caps could have still won the game. They just got outworked. And, you know, when you're watching the game, especially the first. I would say the second period, most notably, it seemed like when you were watching the game that the Caps were actually going to win the game. They were getting the great scoring. They had the great goal uh, by Ovechkin. They had one out there by Strom. They had one by Kuznetsov. Just really great goals out there. But ultimately, it was the costly turnovers. And I'm going to say something that we've heard all season. It was not playing a 60-minute hockey game. That's what the Capitals did not do Um, against the Senators. They did not play a full game. And ultimately, if you're going to end up winning games, you have to go out and play a complete game. I know that's nothing novel or new to say, but that's what you have to do if you want to win games. You can't have those costly turnovers. And, you know, a team like the Ottawa Senators, they're going to make you pay. They are, uh, by and large, a young and upcoming team. I know there are some veterans on the team. There's Debrinket out there. There's Claude Drew, among some other ones. But ultimately, that is a team on the rise. That is a team that has stockpiled draft picks. It's a team that has made some, you know, um, great trades over the last couple seasons. So I think that that is a team that is going to be coming into their own within the seasons to come here. Um, uh, Trevor Van Riemsdyke got picked off by Claude Drew, who fed to Stutzel, and the Sens scored. That was the first one. The wheels fell off in the final part of the second and third period. Kuzi got picked off by Debrinket and led to one of his goals of the night. Uh, On the goal, uh, Kuznetsov says, it was my mistake, but only dead people don't make mistakes, right? Unfortunately, that's how it is. I take responsibility for sure. And when you watch the game out there and... DeBrink had got the game winner. The look on Kuznetsov's face was like, really, did that just really happen right now? And uh, that's the way it is. You know, you make costly errors, you're going to end up paying, and that's what happened. The Senators, uh, they, again, they outworked the Capitals for a line share of the game, and that's why they won. And then overtime, Kuzi smashes into Orloff and fell. Then it was Giroux to Debrinket for the overtime game winner. And uh, it went, you know, the thing of it is, is the Capitals had the lead in the second. And all they had to do really was kind of batten down the hatches and they would have won that game. Um, but it was the costly turnovers. They came out strong, Ovechkin continued, referring to the first period. They have more hits than us, more shots, obviously, but it was 0-0. Zero to zero. In the second, we uh, control the game most of the time, but in the third, we just have one chance. Uh, Gustafson, Shiri, and Ovi scored goals for the Caps. And just uh, a really breakout season uh, for Gustafson. And we'll talk about him a little bit later uh, on the night. Uh, Dylan Strom said, Bef- uh, Been a while since I scored a goal, so it felt good. And, um, you know, Dylan Strom was one of those uh, positive acquisitions that was made in the offseason to fill the void in Nick Backstrom's absence. And he has done a great job out there. Uh, the questions, Connor kind of remain: is where. Will he be next season? You know, he's on a one-way deal with the Capitals. Will they bring him back? And where will he fit in? I guess, um, you know, I guess it remains to be seen what players they sign, what players come back. But, uh, you know, if you're asking me, I think that Dylan Strom would be a really great addition for years to come. But just taking a look at this Capitals team, you know, I know it's easy to kind of get down in the dumps when they lose even one game. But if you want to take a look at things and kind of widen the lens here a little bit, just remember how poor the Capitals were playing last month and the month before that. In contrast that to how they're playing this month, the Capitals are 10-2-2 in the month of December. So that is just something to consider uh, about their great play. And even though they, they lost a game that they should have won, it's, uh, it's, you know, important not to lose sight of the important things. All right, so after the break here, we will talk about the breakout season so far for Eric Gustafson. We'll talk about that next. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride, but nah. You live nearby. You can make it home. You're okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst thing that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. drive sober, or get pulled over.
1: What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here, and let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run can score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, But you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cash Back Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC.
0: Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. Make sure to check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you find your podcasts. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment, we are going to talk about the breakout season of Eric Gustafson on this team. Uh, you know, he was a player that was brought in to, uh, on a one year deal to kind of see what the Capitals have out there. You know, the interesting position for the Capitals right now is that John Carlson is the only player on the blue line under contract after this season. It puts him in a bit of an interesting position. Farivari and Alexiev are restricted free agents, but as far as free agents are concerned overall, um, they're all going to be free agents except for John Carlson. So It's going to be an interesting uh, thing for the Capitals um, and Eric Gustafson. Um, Are they going to re-sign him to a new deal? You know, I guess it remains to be seen if they're going to be able to do that. If he continues to play the way he's been playing, his price is obviously going to go up, 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 right? So um, if he keeps playing well, they're going to have to pay him more money. So it puts the Capitals in a, a bit of an interesting position because this team is facing a rebuild at some point, as we know that there's not going to be any earth-shaking changes made as long as Alex Ovechkin is made uh, is uh, playing here, there were promises made to him by ownership and Brian McClellan that there's not going to be a tear it down to the studs rebuild while he is still here. Uh, but that doesn't mean that they're going to sign, you know, someone like Dmitry Orlov to a long deal if they're going to do a rebuild in a few years anyway, it's just going to be interesting. And I think that ultimately it's going to be about which player plays the best ultimately, because that's who you want to have on your team. And Eric Gustafson has done that. Eric Gustafson recorded an assist on Thursday against the Ottawa Senators, extending his point streak to six games. Gustafson's current point streak is the second longest of his career. And is just too shy of his career long eight game point streak, Accomplished by the Blackhawks from uh, December 27th, 2018 to January 12th, 2019, Gustafson's streak began on December 17th versus Toronto when he recorded his first career hat trick uh, in the Capitals 5-2 win. Only um, San Jose's Eric Carlson has more points among NHL defensemen since December 17th. And you know it was one of those interesting moves when they brought Gustafson into this team, as he is a bit of a journeyman. He's played on several different teams, and uh, people were wondering where is he going to fit in on this team. You know, he's kind of bounced around to some different teams. How well is he going to play with the Capitals? Because they need that steady force on the blue line. And as it turns out, Eric um, Gustafson has done a great job doing that, and to get a hat trick for a guy that's a defenseman on the blue line, is not something that happens every single day. So kind of just an interesting thing out there for him to do that. He went the whole game or the whole season so far without having a single goal. Then he gets three goals in one night. So he's up to three goals. He gets a goal the game after that. He's up to four goals in two games. Uh, So the big thing for me is with Eric Gustafson is can he maintain, can he keep scoring those consistent goals game after game after game. That's ultimately what they're going to be looking for out of of him. Um, So Gustafson has recorded 20 points in 37 games this season, which ranks tied for sixth on Washington and second among capital blue liners. Uh, Gustafson recorded his third multi-point performance in five games on Tuesday against New York Rangers, giving him 19 points on the season and surpassing his total from 21, 22, and 23 fewer games. This season, Gustafson has recorded 54.0 shot attempt percentage uh, at a 5-on-5 five five shot attempts, uh, 563 attempts against, which is the second highest rate on the team. In addition, Gustafson's plus 13 plus minus rating in December leads the NHL. So this player that they went out and signed kind of on a prove-me deal Is kind of proving his worth on this team. You know, like I talked about this, Capitals team is facing, you know, some uncertainty, shall we say, in the future on the blue line. So if they can start to kind of assess and determine which players are worth coming back, then I think that helps. Because I think, you know, if Eric Gustafson can maintain that production throughout the entire season... Uh, You know, like I talked about, his value is going to go up. So as long as the Caps can sign him under their budget, then I think they would be wise to bring him back. They have John Carlson under contract, and then they're going to have to start to assess what other blue liners that they want to have come back. You know, you have Orloff out there and Jensen and Van Van Riemsdyk and Irwin. And which of those players on the blue line are you going to want to have come back? Obviously, they're not all going to be able to come back. But if you can continue to get production from a player like Gustafson out there, I think they would be wise to get him to come back to the team because he is stepping up and doing something similar to what John Carlson does. And if you listen to Peter Laviolette talk, they're talking about that, you know, someone like um, someone like uh, Eric Gustafson on this team and someone like John Carlson, they're not a dime a dozen um, so it is going to be interesting to see who they choose to go with. Of course, there's Martin Ferravari out there as well, um, you know, so they do have a lot of interesting questions to answer. Eric Gustafson's six-point streak is the longest by a Capitals defenseman not named John Carlson. Since Dennis Wideman had a seven-game streak in October 2011, Carlson has done it seven times, writes Matt Weirich. So, I mean, those are quite glowing stats for Eric Gustafson, a player that, you know, was a sound defenseman, but didn't really show up on the score sheet as far as goal scoring is concerned. But now he's really starting to light it up. And that's what the Capitals need at this point, uh, because we know that there's a myriad of injuries on this team. So to have someone that is a bright spot on this team, that's getting production, that's a sound defenseman and can score goals, those are excellent things going forward. That is what the Capitals are hoping for uh, for Gustafson. That's what they're hoping for for the rest of the blue line because John Carlson, uh, when he's healthy and in the lineup, he eats up a lot of minutes. So that's what the Caps need. They need someone to fill that void. And I think it's going to have to be something that's done by committee, I don't think that there is—in fact, I know there's not someone on the Caps right now that is an apples-for-apples apples comparison um, as far as what Carlson is able to do to play a lot of minutes, to play sound defensively, and to you know contribute on offense— um, so Gustafson doing that and, you know, continued production from other guys on the blue line, I think, is going to be very important. All right. So after the break here, we are going to talk about Martin Ferravari as he is getting closer to his return. And then we will talk about the Caps next game against the Montreal Canadiens. We'll talk about that next. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of On Devils here. And let me tell you
1: about Discover Debit Cash Back. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC.
0: All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment here, we are going to talk about Martin Faravari, uh, one of the Capitals players that has worked his way up through Hershey, and has maintained a role on the team. It's one of the things about the Caps is they are not in the green banana business. They want a winner right now. Uh, they don't really have uh, patience for you know a future talent. They want someone that's going to play well. And Martin Ferivari is, like I say, one of the few players that comes to mind in recent memory that has worked his way up through the system and has maintained a role on this team and is still an active player. I know that there's Chandler Stevenson and some other players that have worked their way up, but they're no longer on the caps. Before um, Martin Ferivari, it's pretty much like Tom Wilson and Braden Holtby come to mind. So like I, I said, You know, the Caps oftentimes don't promote players up through Hershey and have them maintain roles on this team. Uh, They either uh, get sent back down to Hershey or they move them out somewhere else. So it's good to see that that, some of that talent uh, that's being uh, produced and and nurtured down in Hershey is actually paying off. And uh, they're getting their opportunity out there. Uh, But because of that, the Capitals have loaned defenseman Lucas Johansson back to Hershey paving the way for them to activate Martin Faravari from the injured reserve. So all signs point to that Martin should be back in the next game against the Canadians. And uh, I guess it's going to be interesting to see how well he performs. He has been missing from for some time. Uh, That also means that, um, like I say, Lucas Johansson got sent back to Hershey and Alexiev is expected to be the seventh defenseman. So, these young players that have stepped up on the blue line, you know, they played while there's a position available. And now that some of these players are coming back, they are getting sent down to Hershey or they are turning into depth players on the big team. But in any event, I do think that there's going to be a spot for them on the team in years to come. It's just them having to bide their time. Farivari has missed the last 12 games with an upper body injury. He suffered back on December 3rd against the Calgary Flames, following a hard hit along the boards by Milan Lucic through 26 games this year. The 23-year-old has two goals and two assists, with both of those coming over the last three games he played. And uh, one of the things about Martin Ferravari is that uh, towards the end, I don't know if it's still true now, but he led the team in hits. So he is kind of brings a lot to the table. He brings the physical game, plus he's a sound defenseman. Uh, so to have Martin Ferravari back in the lineup, solidifying that blue line is just a really good position for the Capitals to be in. So you got Eric Gustafson firing on all cylinders and you have Martin Ferravari that we hope is going to come back, how he was playing before. And I think the Caps are going to be, in a good position. What I've talked about in this show is what's really kind of exciting for me as a Caps fan is we know how well the Caps are playing right now, save the last game, of course. But in general, through the month of December, they have been playing very well. Just consider how great this team will be once Tom Wilson comes back, once Nick Backstrom comes back, once T.J. Oshie comes back, It would only stand to reason that this team is going to be playing that much better. And as I take a look at the standings here right now in the Metro Division, the Capitals are in third place in the Metro. And, you know... (laughs) Just, just I would say like about three or four weeks ago, they were much lower down in the standings. So they are slowly edging their way up and up the standings. I think sky's the limit ahead of them. So Washington has 45 points, New Jersey 46, and Carolina 52. Uh, Carolina is going to be a tough team to catch as they are playing very well. Their record is 23-6-6. Six six. The Capitals are 20 13 and five. I'm not saying it's impossible. You know, the Capitals could continue to catch fire and the Carolina Hurricanes could, you know, uh, have a bunch of injuries on the team or they could start playing poor. I do think that it is still a possibility that the Capitals could be in first place. I know it's a bit of a stretch, but isn't it funny? It's funny to me anyway, that we were talking about for the longest time, that this team is going to be lucky to be a wild card team they're going to be lucky to to do anything this season and everyone around the league from the NHL network to the TSN and whoever up in Canada there as well they all kind of pan this team saying well you know they're a geriatric old team they don't have what it takes it's an old lineup well i think the capitals are proving a lot of different NHL insiders wrong and that they don't know everything because who did they peg to be the top in the Metro? They picked it to be Carolina in New York, the New York Rangers, that is. And Carolina is in fact in the top, but the Rangers sit in sixth place um, with 44 points. So things don't necessarily always go according to script and, you know, something crazy could happen and the Rangers could in fact be in first place when it's all said and done. Highly unlikely, but you know, the Capitals have proved anything is possible here, but just a really positive sign for me as a Capitals fan. And I hope you guys feel positive about it as well. The Caps, as I look at this right now, third place in the Metro division, just really great. So The Capitals' next opponent is the Montreal Canadiens. And, uh, you know, I don't want to get involved in what they call a trap game. And what do I mean by a trap game is when you play a team and you think they played so poorly that there you know, we're going to mop the floor with those guys. The Montreal Canadiens sit in eighth place in the Atlantic. Their record is 15-18-3 with 33 points. The Boston Bruins... Uh, who lead the Atlantic, have 59 points and are 28-4-3. So on paper, it does appear that this should be an easier game. You know, the Canadians do have something that they want to prove as well. If we take a look um, at their last game, they got beaten quite severely by the Florida Panthers by a score of 7-2. The game before that, they lost to the Lightning by a score of 4-1. The game before that, they lost 4-2 to two to the Dallas Stars. So they are on a losing streak, suffice it to say. So it does look like the Caps are in a good position. Let's hope they can pick up a big W and they can keep this momentum going forward. Because, you know, I know that they're sitting well right now. And I know that they're sitting in third place. But I'm not going to be totally satisfied uh, until they sit on the top of the Metro Division. I do think it's possible. Uh, it's just, it may take some time. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. Now make Locked On Sports Today your second listen. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you find your podcast. So, once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On
1: NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.